Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 170, entitled Page Builders versus the Block Editor, aka Gottenberg. It was published on Thursday the 12th of March 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'll be joined in a few moments by David Wormsley and uh, we're going to be having a bit of a change today because rather than doing a discussion we're going to be having a debate but I'll tell you more about that in a moment. Before that, a few bits of housekeeping. Please head over to wpbuilds.com. I've got a bunch of links I'm going to mention, as I always do. It's just a way of me keeping in touch with you. We've got a whole bunch of WordPress content on that website. And so the first link is wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Over there, you're going to be able to join two email lists. The first one will alert you to the content that we produce. So that might be the podcast that you're listening to now or the weekly WordPress news that we put out every Monday. Also, there's a list on there where you can sign up and I will alert you every time I hear about a WordPress deal as soon as I hear about it. It's a very simple plain text email and the title is self-explanatory. You can either bin it or open it if it interests you. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. And again, on that page, there are links to sign up on your favorite podcast player, join our Facebook group of over 2,400 WordPressers and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. The next page is the deals page, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. And over there, you're going to find a permanent list. It's a bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week, coupon codes for WordPress products and services. And you never know, you might find exactly what you're looking for there for a significant amount off. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. And lastly, wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise if you would like to have your product or service put in front of a WordPress specific audience. Right, let me tell you about the change that we've got today. Usually, David and I, every couple of weeks, we do a discussion where we talk about a particular WordPress subject, something to do with agencies or WordPress website building, and we normally get along. And the idea is we're going to make it a tiny bit more adversarial, although, as it turns out, David and I are not very not very good at being adversarial, so we, we're quite, quite in agreement on a lot of points. Nevertheless, the idea is that one of us take a particular position and the other one takes a contrary position and argue it out. So today it's Page Builders versus the Block Editor. I'll let you listen to the episode to decide for yourself who is the winner. But we present a whole bunch of arguments about why one might be better in the past, in the present and in the future. And obviously there's a whole bunch of differences, an array of different things that you can do with each of these. And so you'll have to make your own mind up. But anyway, it's an interesting new format and I hope that you enjoy it. Hello, this week's discussion, well, isn't a discussion. It's a debate entitled Page Builders versus Gutenberg, and it was kindly suggested by Peter J. Ingersoll. So to put a bit of background to this, to avoid things getting stale, Nathan and I decided that we'd mix it up for a little while and challenge ourselves by arbitrarily taking on each side of kind of well-known debates in WordPress. So the idea is that it'll help us to kind of dig a little bit deeper into certain topics, give us bit of focus and force us to look at some other perspectives. What do you want to say on this, Nathan? 
Um, I'm going to say you're going down, Wormsley. No, that's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. what I'm going to say. No, we're going to be very gentlemanly about this. And I think it's probably important to say, you said at the beginning, it's really arbitrary. So in a sense, we're both assigning our positions by the toss of a coin, really, for want of a better word. So it, you know, it could easily have landed that I was arguing the other side, and so we, I guess it's important to say that, you know, it's it's not like anything we're about to say is an entrenched position. And actually, during our chat beforehand, we were um, we were able to come up with contrary positions to our own positions, which was really interesting. We ended up, didn't we? Kind of in the same place at the end of this debate. So yeah. it's going to be hard to kind of dive in again. Yeah. And, well. And get- yeah. 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 Anyway, so one thing I want to say right from the outset is that I was listening to a Stephen Fry podcast uh, just yesterday, and it was all about Gutenberg, the actual person, Gutenberg. Oh. And he said Gutenberg, and I trust Stephen Fry. So I'm mm-hmm. now going to start saying Gutenberg instead of Gutenberg, which is how I've been saying it from, from this point uh, prior. So, yeah, I, I'm going to be taking the Gutenberg position and you're going to be mm. taking the page builder position so the really the idea is mm. the, the principle is that one of us is trying to knock the other one down we're trying to prove that one is better than the other whether or not we'll achieve that <laughs> or even even advance the debate in any ways oh. remains yeah. to be seen yeah well we're going to keep it friendly as well with this one we don't want to insult anybody if we can avoid it but we we might get heated who knows yeah well let's see this one was suggested in a facebook post that david put together with a slightly inflammatory picture of boxers (laughs) (laughs) Uh, peter ingersoll suggested that we do page builders versus gutenberg Uh, there were many other suggestions but we'll get to those in the weeks to come yeah so i'm in the red corner you're in the blue corner Mm. and i'm going for page Page builder. So <clears throat> let's get. Should we just actually put a little bit of background? I think the format we should set up the debate properly, shouldn't we? Because okay. um, this easily could be a page builders and Gutenberg versus just Gutenberg. We are kind of imagining that Gutenberg is a threat to page builders with this one, aren't we? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair to say. So the the idea is that one of them yeah. is trying to to beat the other one into submission and take all of its market share, which of course isn't how it's actually playing out but yes yeah and it's probably not true at all so <clears throat> we're going along with it because yeah i think there's a popular perception that we're taking on board that it is one one of the two will you know lose out in the long run yeah and, yeah. and the winner will be gutenberg but let's see yeah. i'm arguing for page builder so shall i just kick off with a few of the things that i why i'm on the page builder side at least yeah i think in a in a normal debate you get a certain amount of a very fixed period of time in which to say your piece and then i get to uh, respond to that but let's not make it quite so formal you just talk about page builders i will promise not to interrupt and then if you can you know give me the same courtesy then uh, then we can just start nattering (laughs) Okay. <laughs> well, first off, it's really that I use a page builder and it works for me now. It's proven success. Clients like it. I can't do the same thing very easily in Gutenberg. So for that reason, right now, page builders just win out for the things that I need to do. But on top of it, I think the acceptance of page builders is not, uh, sorry, of Gutenberg isn't as strong as it is with page builders. So if you look at most of the popular page builders out there, they've got five star ratings. There's very few people that kind of 
leave it and don't use it. When you look at Gutenberg and it still remained the same, I know we're judging the plugin alone and it's that's probably not a true representation. It's only got two star ratings, so one out of four users like it. So it, it doesn't seem to be connecting with people and I think that's going to be important for the future of WordPress, <clears throat> that there is a platform that people feel that they can use instantly straight away, not something that's just built to, for developers or something that in the future may be a wonderful thing, but we're not quite sure what that wonderful thing is actually going to be at the moment. Hmm. Shall I go on? I'll go on with a few of my yeah, other points. My I'm, other I'm points quite are... happy to give you as much time as you like, yeah. Or you can yeah. arbitrarily stop when you think you've major opening remarks it's up to you yeah i've got so many points here though so i think it's the usability of it is one of the things but also the fact that it, uh, the core of wordpress has always run on php which more people can understand and develop on it so it is a kind of platform which i think wordpress's success has always come out of the fact that it's a platform that many people can develop on it and because of that it means that we've got a lot of true commercial competition with people building some wonderful things including the page builders on it and why I feel page builders are great is because I've got the choice now. I can pick from a whole bunch of page builders who are meeting a particular audience where I feel Gutenberg is perhaps appearing to attempt to be the same thing, but it's got to appeal to everybody. So I like the idea that there's lots of competition out there and I can pick the unit that's going to work best for me and what I need to do and for my clients. And actually, I'll pause there so you can take on some of those things that I've well, first of all, I'll just make my positions completely unrelated to yours, if you know what I mean. So I won't respond <laughs> to those. I'll just make okay. some opening remarks, if you like. And the the remarks that I would make would be, firstly, and these are in no particular order. There's there's no sense that the stuff that I say first is more important, I think. But they're just the, the order in which they come out. So... The the freedom, and by that I mean the literally the, the dollar cost, I think is quite significant. So as an example, um, a page builder, there I, there are free versions, but they don't do everything. Um, whereas the, the, the Gutenberg project uh, and all that it will become is going to be free. It's going to be rolled up into WordPress core and, until something else comes along to replace Gutenberg, which no doubt at some point it will. And it's going to be completely free to use. So that barrier, the economic barrier, which for most people living in the West is probably not significant, you know, stomping up $99 or $199 is not always too tricky to do, whereas perhaps in other parts of the world that might be tricky. And so WordPress's mission to sort of democratize publishing um, shouldn't have an economic barrier attached to it. And Gutenberg um, enables that to happen. It's completely free to use forever and ever. Amen. The other thing I would say is that it's built on a bunch of technologies. Now, you, you, although I am going to refer to what you said because you talked about PHP and what have you, it's built on a bunch of technologies which I'm not going to make any claims about understanding. I don't really know what the benefit of building uh, in React is, as an example. But the, the direction of travel for web developers seems to be going in the direction of technologies like React and using more JavaScript. So it's not relying entirely on the server-side technologies like PHP and so on. It's enabling it to do more. 
And although I don't know what that will look like, I do like the idea of a technology which is just in its infancy and the things that we're just beginning to see are the tip of the iceberg. And my imaginings are that a few years from now we'll look back and we'll be amazed by what things like React and the the ability to do things in JavaScript more uh, have allowed us to do. Uh, And I think that will be good. The other thing is there's going to be a focus by the the WordPress community on the the code not being particularly bloated. Now I can't I can't guarantee that, but I'm imagining that there'll be uh, I'm imagining that the code output by a page builder with all the bells and whistles which they now have will be considerably more bloated than that that will be put out by the the, the block editor. I mean, it's a very, very, very light footprint. If you And I'm thinking about just, for example, putting t- together a, a, a post with text. You've got a very, very small footprint in the HTML uh, output, whereas with a typical page builder, you are divs within divs within divs within divs just to achieve a, a simple basic layout. So so that's quite important. Obviously, that's an SEO benefit, but nice clean code always helps. Also, mm-hmm. in the future, I think that because it's going to be in core, I think the, the audience for Gutenberg will... Ah, I said it wrong. Gutenberg will grow. <laughs> and so the resources over time will improve. And I think at the moment we're in a, in a period where the resources are fairly poor. Everybody's making resources for the, the complexities of page builders. And I think, well, I hope that at some point that, that balance will tip. The seesaw will go in the other direction and we'll get... A bigger audience and more more interesting i don't know tutorials and resources and videos and what have you um and then there's a whole bunch of other stuff attached to it so you know it's happened it's already occurred it is part of core and is it a bit of a needless fight trying to sort of stifle it and say oh, i'm not going to use it i'm going to go off and fork wordpress or i'm going to use a page builder and, and and i just think get with the community you know the community the wordpress project has decided and i'm sure we'll get into that <laughs> in a moment the wordpress project whatever that means has decided that this is going to be in core and so why fight something which is you know is, is already happened it's it's in there already the other thing, I suppose, is because of the magnitude of, of Gutenberg's install base, and bear in mind that from this point on, every single install of WordPress, new install of WordPress, will have Gutenberg in it, it all of them. And so I think developers are going to have to accommodate it. And with that in mind, I think there'll be less conflicts. You'll have people developing specifically around the page builder the gutenberg page builder i've done it again gutenberg page builder (laughs) and so in the future i think there'll be less plug-in conflicts things will work more with gutenberg because it just makes sense to develop for gutenberg whereas if you're using let's say elementor divi beaver builder whatever it might be you're going to be stuck with a solution for which some things work but for which other things don't and again, I could go on, but I think I've probably rabbited on enough. <laughs> well, then I'm going to counter some of yours. So the free for all. 
under GPL, aren't all of them free for all? What you pay for is the support. What yeah. support are you going to get for Gutenberg? Yeah, it's a good. It is a good. It's a good rebuttal, and not one that I've got an, an adequate answer for. But I think I think it's fair to say we all know that GPL is a is a kind of like an interesting philosophical position. But you yeah. still put your hand in your pocket. I mean, I certainly do. I I don't go to those clubs, and I don't I don't you know i do pay for the support and i do pay for it so there is an economic cost if i for yeah. example download one of those premium versions of the the page builders it's implied isn't it and very very yeah. i would say it's an expectation that you are going to pay for it and so i literally mean that there is zero expectation to pay for anything if you want the support for gutenberg well that's going to be a community thing you are not going to get a dedicated support channel but you will have millions and millions of helpful users in the community helping you out, he said, trying to quickly <laughs> quickly move on. But yeah, fair point, fair point. Uh, but the GPL, yeah. I think, it, in, in that case, is a bit muddy. Yeah, it wasn't so fair because I think most people don't realise they're paying for the support more so that they get the updates, don't they? And yeah. I think you know, for most people using WordPress, they wouldn't really know the ins and outs of GPL. But anyway... But there was another one. Let me just maybe throw. So the, I agree that it appears that JavaScript will and React will allow us to do much more in the future. Here's my problem. PHP, which people can use, seems to have withstand. It's like a cockroach. It's everybody since I've you know got into this. I've been saying PHP isn't a great language, but it, we still seem to innovate using it. And it's more accessible to more people. For me page builders are winning because they're showing more innovation with PHP than Gutenberg is presently with JavaScript. Yeah, and I I, I can't I actually can't agree with that. Uh, sorry, can't disagree with that. And I, I think I think you're right. But again, I, I'm going to express my ignorance at this point. I'm not entirely familiar with with where the the journey is intended to become. I'm not really that sure. But looking at the capabilities of SaaS platforms and all sorts of resources that I use online. Um, you know, things like email clients and editing software for um, images and so on. I feel that a lot of these technologies are probably built with those with those things, you know, that yeah. they, they're leveraging those things. And so it's it's more it's more for the future. It's going to enable things which a, a simple server side framework like PHP can't do. And you're right. It, it is amazing what. Um, things like page builders have done, but you know my my guess is that the vast majority of the stuff that you're interacting with is JavaScript anyway. Um, although built with PHP, you know things just sort of saving asynchronously and being able to move things around on the page and drag things and all of that is is built largely, I imagine, with these with these new technologies. So I'm not sure. I think I think if we stuck only with PHP, my guess would be that WordPress would die a slow and painful death. So we've got to got to adopt these new technologies, and um, and the other thing would be that I'm sure that the next generation of developers, you know, the people who are at university studying this stuff at the moment, they're probably not spending a great deal of time working on PHP and so on. I imagine that they're that the the track to employment is going to be based upon the future technologies and not on the technologies that are kind of mm. widely used over the last ten years. That would be my guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's hard for me to disagree with that one. Shall I go in for what I guess is my 
um, worry, I guess, and why I'm a little bit more on the page builder side. So if if WordPress has remained this very simple core where everybody can kind of build on top of it, we can get this innovation innovation from more people. But as it appears to me, Gutenberg is kind of, or rather automatic via uh, Matt has kind of the controller on how WordPress is going and Gutenberg is his thing. But does he have a history? Does does them as a company have any history of innovation? All the innovation I've seen, the most key things like being able to easily change headers and footers have been a pain in WordPress for over 15 years until page builders came up with a simple way of addressing that. That didn't come out of automatic and also, when I look at Automatic, its history is that, you know, WordPress is forked from B2, so that wasn't created. Um, you know, it has a Kismet, it has Jetpack, which is, a, you know, a combination of a lot of bought plugins by somebody else. It has WooCommerce, again, invented by somebody else. Where's their kind of history of being innovators? It's an interesting argument, isn't it? But I suppose the counter argument would be that their the innovation is is to allow other people to innovate. You know, they've built this platform um, with a plugin architecture and a theme architecture, which is which is people can bolt their own innovations onto. And WordPress, its mission is not to is not to be for the one percent it's not to satisfy you know this little crowd over here who've got this burning desire to achieve a certain task its desire is to build a platform on which anybody else can build anything else so i think the mantra is something along the lines of if 80 percent of the people need it it'll go into core so my art my counter argument to that would be wordpress's job is not to do the innovation necessarily um, it is to provide the framework upon which other people through their plugins and what have you, you know, their committed code can innovate. And so page builders are a perfect example of that. You know, if we hadn't have got a plugin architecture, probably WordPress wouldn't have taken off, but it did. But it allowed your page builders to 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 sit on top of the shoulders of giants and so yes. that would be, I guess, my counter argument. Its job is not to, to to provide, you know, everything to everybody. It's to provide the framework, the foundation, the architecture, the, the, the community, the documentation, so that other people can come in and innovate. And in this case, that I think is what we're just beginning to see. So, you know, we had controversially... WordPress at version 5, November 2000, and I'm going to say 2018, I think that's right, launched with Gutenberg included. And there was a there was a lot of a lot of disagreement within the community about the direction. And we've had what since then 14 months of toing and froing, negative reviews and all of that, and people forking yeah. WordPress and going off in their own direction. But I feel that in the last few months, certainly within the last six months, the the framework that Gutenberg has given us is starting to bear fruit. So we're seeing, for, for example, we're seeing a proliferation of companies who have decided that they're going to invest their time and resources into building block packs. 
packs which ostensibly achieve the exact same thing that modules do in page builders. So it might be a grid layout, or it might be a way to have custom separators, or it might be a way to interact with the typography and so on. And so the innovation isn't what we see. The innovation mm. is providing the platform for other people to innovate and produce third-party solutions which will um, which will enable us to achieve in the end the same results. I feel that was very long-winded. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Okay, let me go on an, a, a, another point here. Maybe I was looking and I shared this in you know the Facebook group for WP Builds at um, the Google Trends for the term WordPress, and you could see that it peaked in about 2004 and has been on a descend since. And the interesting thing about it, through the discussion, you looked at all the associated terms, you thought, well, perhaps so many people know about WordPress, so they're not going to type that in. But if you look at other things like how to install WordPress, uh, WordPress tutorials, they show the same kind of pattern of decline. So some people's view, and I think there's some truth in this, or at least we can't exclude it, is that the the page builders out there are growing in numbers. We know that Elementus, 4 million, Divi's probably something very similar. If you combine them all, all the ones that are on Theme Forest, that is really, really popular, and we don't really talk about those in the closer WordPress communities, they are probably bringing people to WordPress, not the other way around. So what I'm, what I'm wondering is, could this be a problem that Gutenberg will at some point get in the way of page builders and page builders should be allowed to build on a very simple framework without Gutenberg impeding their efforts. Yeah, interesting. The the first rebuttal, I suppose, would be, so it's going down in Google Trends, but the number of installs as a percentage of the top mm -hmm. 10 million websites is going up. So we're now at 35%. And I suppose from my you know my side of the argument that's the important statistic whether or whether people are searching for it in google is kind of immaterial um because all we need is is you know the user base to grow which it is and you know you only have to attend events for the last well i haven't but if you've been attending wordpress events for the last 10 years you'll see that the number of people attending those events is is increasing um and but i yeah i, I concede i'm sure you're right i'm sure that there's a a huge amount of people who are coming to wordpress via plugins um page builders so for example divi element or beaver builder and i'm sure that there's a lot of people who probably are largely unaware of what wordpress can do they may yeah. never even interact with it in the sense that they don't go into the admin other than to maybe click a button which says you know add new page or to fiddle with their menus but the but i, I don't see that particularly as a problem after but all you know Oh, sorry, you carry on. No, no, yeah, no, the, I think the problem was because, I mean, almost as soon as Gutenberg was announced, a couple of page builders closed shop, right. you know, because the work that they would have to do to accommodate the change in WordPress mm. meant that they could no longer continue. Mm. So <clears throat> there's an argument here that if the core doesn't remain this simple platform, which it always has been, which has created this big environment that if they start to do more for us, like Gutenberg has, so now I get messages telling me when there's failures on my site, which I may not want or my clients may not want. And there are other things 
which have been, if you like, forced. And that's probably the issue with Gutenberg, isn't it? Because, again, another thing, what I wouldn't expect because they were open to commercial competition is that a new version of an interface from a page builder that I was paying for would come out even though most people were complaining it's not ready yet. That wouldn't happen. They would make sure that it was user-tested enough for it to come out. Now, WordPress is, or Gutenberg is allowed to get away with that. It did its user testing, proper user testing, after it was already out. Yeah, it didn't do very well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I can see the the way that the way that it was rolled out was was not probably with hindsight the best way of managing it. But I would make this point that if you were to if you were to go back and let's say that you take the classic editor as it was the day before Gutenberg was rolled into um, version 5. So, you know, the classic editor, which we all knew and we all were familiar with and, and people cherished. And then you you got, let's say, 100 people and you sat them down and said, right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to make a post. I want you to add some color to the background. I want you to change the fonts around a little bit so this this portion is a little bit um, you know different to that one. Maybe you've got a color over here or a bold over here. Make some headings for me, please. And also give me a couple of columns and add some text in there and stick an image in that column and next to it put some text with bullet points and so on and so forth. Um, just see what happens there and my my guess would be that the novice 100 users using the classic editor almost none of them would be able to achieve any significant amount of that but give them the gutenberg editor albeit with its faults mm-hmm. and its failures i think a significant amount of them would achieve a significant amount of the task set so there's no doubt it's a better experience is it perfect no has it got a roadmap? Yes, and it's a good roadmap. It's got an awful lot of really nice stuff in it. But mm. I think it's better. It is significantly better. It's the future, and and it just does more. It does more. But I think the problem that it's got is that it was born into a world of page builders. They already yeah. existed. You know, Gutenberg has to has to keep up with Elementor and Beaver Builder and Divi and Breezy and all these things, these fabulous technologies that have that have made it so trivial to do such difficult things. You know, we could both agree that if we went back five years and tried to achieve some of the layouts that we can now throw together in, honestly, seconds, that would have been so difficult. It would have involved us literally typing out code, messing with template files, all of that nonsense. And now it's easy. And Gutenberg, the WordPress crew, the team, the community had to keep up, you know. And again, we haven't we haven't mentioned this actually yet. But remember, in the background of all of this is the leeching of the market share to third party platforms like Wix, Weebly, Squarespace and all of that. And they're fabulous interfaces. And WordPress's interface felt awful in comparison, you know, so clunky. So they had to innovate, but it felt like the innovation was well. They're building a they're building a page builder, and actually, mm. if you look back, that was never really the claim. It was to build a better experience, to build something which was simply a better experience to begin with, with text, and then along come columns, and then along come um, images and resizing and background colors and all of these things, and it's a it's a trickle. And I don't know if the end result is to have something like Elementor, where what you see is really what you get, or if it's yeah. just a framework for blocks 
to to do maybe not exactly what you see is what you get, but quite close. Um, Are you making? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm carry on. No, and so I was just going to say we we've kind of got this false false debate in a way because the question is assuming that Gutenberg is trying to be a page builder, whereas I'm not yeah. sure if, that it is. It's just trying to be a great editor. And certainly from my point of view at the minute, is it as good at achieving complicated layouts as a page builder? No. Is it better than the classic editor? Oh, yeah, way better. Um, so, you know, we'll have to see. But I can use your argument against you here. So <laughs> if, if, and it did start off with Matt uh, on one of his State of the Word talks talking about Wix and Weebly and their budgets and how they needed to compete with it and how Gutenberg was that. So, but what they're competing with there is a page builder. And, and I see most of the blog posts where people are looking at Gutenberg and how we can use it these days are comparing it with the page builder, how they could build a website with this against building a website with a page builder. It's one or the other. Mm. They're not looking at it as whether they work together. And this is one of the confusions I think why page builders at the moment are winning for me is because although it's not very clear, I think the the page builders have a kind of audience they're aiming for. So I think, you know, kind of Divi and um, Elementor have got a really wide audience. They've got a lot. It's an all-in-one package, which they're claiming Beaver Builder, the one that we use is kind of a midway point between the real developer stuff, but it's, it's kind of kept to simplicity for those people who are concerned about sort of reliability and bloat. We've got Oxygen that's appeared. That has really gone for the, the point that you're making for, um, for Gutenberg, which has gone for really clear, simple code output. Mm-hmm. So the, the solutions are already there without Gutenberg. And people don't understand what Gutenberg is yet because many who are interested in it are saying, which point is this going to turn into something I can actually use to build my sites with? Yeah, and I can't really argue with that. The All I can, I suppose the, 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 the direction of travel, where it's come from, and I've been following it and installing it even before version 5 came out, you know, just to play with it. And it, it's, it's gradually got better and better. But I am, I am mystified by what, what it's supposed <laughs> to look like. And that's, I think, the problem is it doesn't look like what we're expecting. And that goes back to what I was saying a minute ago about living in the world of page builders yeah. where literally you click save and publish on your page builder. You know, you're in the editor of your page builder and you click publish. And the only difference is that the UI for the page builder goes away. Everything else yeah. looks the same. You know, maybe the little boxes that go around the sections that you're interacting with, they disappear too. But basically everything looks the same. And that was the paradigm. That was what everybody was kind of expecting it to be like because, oh, blocks. Oh, yeah, blocks. That's familiar. We've got these kind of block notions in <laughs> in page builder. We drag in what we could call a block or a module or whatever it might be. And look, there it is. It sits there. Um, but it would seem that that was not what was on offer from Gutenberg. And it was communicated really badly. But the third-party developers have kind of getting rid of that problem I think and coming up with these blocks that do the sort of visual layout and that is one thing that that I think is going to be really important for Gutenberg and it's this that the layout will be the same no matter what blocks you put into it so Mm. at the moment if you um 
So this comes to the point of like vendor lock-in, single point of failure. You know, if you're using mm-hmm. Elementor and you've built a site with Elementor and you're familiar with it, that's great. Give it to somebody who's never used Elementor. They're going to struggle with that for a little period of time. And the same for Beaver Builder and all these other page builders. They're, they're, they're mm. proprietary. They look proprietary. Mm. Everything's done in a certain way. Whereas the future for Gutenberg is everybody can tie into it and the UI will be the same. And you will have in the future, just the same as we do for plugins, there'll be a, a repository for blocks and you'll be able to install them within the editor. You won't ever have to go away from it. And the only difference will be a new menu item will pop up on the right-hand side um, and you'll be able to interact with what that block does and fiddle with its settings. But the point is every single block will um, will have that same UI and so it'll make it a whole lot easier to, to, to use, I think. The other thing about that, getting back to the single point of failure, one, one, one hopes that the the page builder stays stay around forever but imagine good grief imagine if one of them went out of business or you mm. know they just weren't successful and you've got all of your websites built with a particular page builder and they no longer operate that's going to be a lot mm. for you whereas with if everybody's in this one wordpress system there's no single point of failure which i think is worth mentioning Mm. My, I guess my fear is that it's the mixed message. So if why I'm sort of arguing for the page builders, because we know where they are. We, I'm pretty sure that they are bringing people into WordPress that wouldn't be there otherwise mm. and that there could be a natural decline. I don't think that automatic have shown any skills, particularly in innovation or any skills in marketing to be able to reach people. The page builders do that. So if Gutenberg is to become something that we can recognize that we can build our whole sites with that everybody wants to join because of Gutenberg, it surely is going to impact on the people who've gone with the page builders. So is there a kind of splitting of the of the audience? Is it Could it be effectively bad for WordPress overall? Could it get to the point where, say, Elementor, who's growing so quickly now, decides, well, you know, all I need off WordPress is quite simple, like a fork it and become my own system. Yeah. Because I, Gutenberg, you know. Yeah, yeah, hmm. I, I can totally see that. And and I I suppose that is a point of concern, is that the, the page builders grow to the to the magnitude where one or two of them could literally just completely remove the ability to interact with WordPress. But I suppose in a sense that plays into my hands because then that's a point of <laughs> that's a point of concern for people um with with page builders who who want to leverage WordPress. Um but even if let's say that one of these page builders does do that, I think that would be a mistake for them because there's so much that you can't do without WordPress. So let's say for example you wish to build a uh, I don't know, a, a shop, an online shop. Well, unless the page builder offers that functionality, which to my knowledge at the moment, you know, they, they don't, they hook into other um, functionality, so WooCommerce or easy digital downloads or whatever it might be, The it would unless it's going to be a very, very simple service that they offer and they split off and they just do pages, possibly posts, then, yeah, they could maybe do that. But if... WordPress is one of the great things about it that attracted me and probably you was that the sky is the limit. If you can install a plugin or write a plugin or add some code, create some code, whatever, you can do all of this stuff, but you're not going to be able to do that without the CMS of WordPress behind it. Yeah. 
Okay, well, let, let me take one. I think it's probably the last point I can probably make. So there's always the sort of talk about, well, it's here and it's the future. So, you know, Matt's managed to get the horse to water, but is it drinking yet? And I think surely all the developers who have got a vested interest in making some money out of WordPress are going to invest some time. So that's going to be obvious anyway. But will they be able to make the same kind of money through providing blocks if WordPress is doing so much as they could by building a whole kind of world, really, like Elementor has by putting everything in? Is there the same kind of money in it for making blocks? As it might be for yeah, it's a yeah. really interesting question and one that I've actually thought about quite a lot. Um, I'm imagining, and I could be completely wrong about this. I'm imagining at the moment we're in this period where developers seem to be flocking to Gutenberg because it's it's of a maturity now where they can actually get something good to come out the other end. You know, they design a block which, I don't know, offers the capability to uh, show testimonials. Let's just pick that as an example. Now it would appear that the bit, the bits of Gutenberg are in place so that a testimonials block is a, is a real thing. And at the minute, we seem to be going down the, the road of let's put these big packs of blocks together. So we're offering uh, on the repository, there's 10 free um, blocks that do a whole variety of things. And we'll do another 10. And because you've trusted us with the free ones and you like those, buy our buy our 10 in our pack. I feel that the model might be different. And I feel that maybe it'll be buying them one at a time. So mm. you'll just buy the testimonial block. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm far more likely to spend, uh, let's say dollars for the sake of it. I'm far more likely to spend $5 10 times than I am $50, if you know what I mean. I know that sounds silly because it's the same amount of money, but let's make it a bigger amount. I'm far more likely to spend $10 20 times than I am $200 on one thing. So I think there's great opportunity for block developers to offer more affordable but profitable blocks that do one, two things, and maybe the whole you know or the what is it the tide raises all the boats maybe everybody mm-hmm. will have a, a sort of slightly better experience you'll only have the blocks that you need on your website you won't have like 15 that you never use that are not doing anything yeah you'll only install the ones that you need you'll potentially have spent more money um because mm-hmm. you were more willing to open your wallet for the 10 and then the other 10 and then the other 10 Rather than, well, there's no way I'm spending $200 on that pack of blocks. I'm never going to use 90% of them. So I'm not sure. I think maybe there is maybe there is an economic argument for Gutenberg as well, for the individual blocks. I hope it goes that way because I would, I would relish buying little... I mean, you and I have spoken so many times about mm. a plugin that does one thing well being better than a you know one that mm. does 15 things okay. Um, yeah. So that would be my, my counter argument there. You've won me over. Actually, I've run out of arguments for the page builder itself. Well, maybe there's one I didn't throw in, which is presently, and I don't know even that that holds up. But in terms of the issues reported for um, Gutenberg, they're higher now than when it was released. Right. Yeah. I, I'm imagining that's that's a simple case of there's more eyes on it. 
I think at the beginning, people like basically just ran away, didn't they? They ran away, and and there was a lot of complaining mm-hmm. about it. And you know, a quick install, I don't like it, and then no, um, and then a lot of one star reviews, <laughs> which didn't actually say anything. They were just a one star review with some barbed comment about you know how it didn't work or it didn't suit you know there was an awful lot of very quick rapid commenting with no comments whatsoever just stars and and i think now maybe maybe the reason that that's sort of changing is because people are just sort of getting used to it a little bit more and interacting with it a little bit more and so the comments are a little bit more thoughtful they've had time to play with it and so on um can i make can i make one quick point um Mm. and that is there is a chance, it's a slim chance, but it would be, it's possible that it will kind of bring the community back together in the end. Let's say that five years from now, we've gone through the roadmap of Gutenberg and we can now build entire sites. We don't know what that means yet, but we can do all of our headers and footers and everything is taken care of block with blocks and it kind of feels like a page builder it has page builder features which we can't use at the moment in Gutenberg mm. maybe that will unite the community because at the minute what you can be sure of is that there's a lot of flame wars i use this page builder i use this page builder <laughs> this one's better than that one you know and the, quite quite happy to sort of tear each other tear each other apart <laughs> and be barbed about it whereas if we had one solution that might be a yeah. good thing. You know, imagine the day before something like Visual Composer, which kind of felt yeah. like it kick-started all this thing. Everybody yeah. was just using the same interface, and it was probably a lot easier to get help. Now, everybody's split up in multiple different directions, and, you know, we, we've made the whole community into little silos. And maybe, mm. maybe if Gutenberg... Mm-hmm. Be- I keep saying Gutenberg. Gutenberg becomes the thing that a significant proportion of users are using, maybe it'll unite the project more. It's a lovely idea, but I think there was flame wars uh, with themes before yeah. it came along. I was, and, I, uh, I was hoping yeah. you wouldn't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, actually, should we go to kind of final thoughts on this? Because in some ways we, we were arbitrarily taking oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, that's very important to say because for every argument that you had, um, yeah. I could have, you know, if the coin that the coin had landed in on the opposite side, I would have been making the exact same points. As you. <laughs> yeah, and I, there's a lot I agree with because I mean I'm not certainly I'm not anti. Uh, I have my concerns about the page builders, which I think you kind of made as well. But I mean, I, I uh, my concern is the one that I particularly hold is the fact that if they grow so big, they've got to commercially, they've got to please more and more people to keep growing. Right. And that's going to be what they want. And that means that they're, they're going to be more all in one, which means they're going to have to pack in more stuff all the time. And that's my big worry about it, where I do believe, you know, if the project is in hand, it will be less bloaty and more suitable for professional uses where i think i think it's really tricky for page builders you know they're almost dead in the water if they don't keep growing yeah and if they do keep growing they get so bloated where you would hope that this gutenberg project will allow us to do a lot more with the core um and and control the bloat that we've got over it so i am kind of for the gutenberg but it doesn't but actually truthfully a lot of the arguments i made for the page builder are ones i believe in i am a little bit concerned about how it was forced upon us and about how the 
automatic might understand the market and how people will use it i think they've got a developer's mentality over it right yeah oh and i'm not going to disagree with that for sure i think it was it was done in a way which which divided um and i think i think everybody acknowledges that it could have been handled differently i think i think maybe with a, with the benefit of hindsight there should have been a period of time in which it was simply an, an optional plug-in you know maybe give it a year or 18 months to the point where it, it had developed and it had um, got a life of its own and people had filed bug reports. But I suppose they just wanted to kickstart it. And, and But I think there's regret. I think people up high probably think, yeah, we'll have a think. Because it split, it split the community, you know, quite wide open. And all sorts of things happened. You know, we had Classic Press, which came around, a, a complete mm. hard fork of WordPress. Um, don't know quite how that's doing but then we also had things cropping up like the WordPress governance project because people were irritated by Mm. how this had been handled and the feeling that their beloved CMS had been hijacked by powers unknown and unseen um, in order to, to, to further the project in ways that they didn't really understand all of it came down to communication if it had been communicated differently then it probably wouldn't have cause so much angst and ire one thing that i see the page builders doing and particularly divi and elementor is they are very 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 good at communication yeah they release something i don't i you know and then they spend an absolute fortune on producing quality documentation Mm. quality videos to explain how it works they've got a ton of developers and a ton mm. of interested users who then create further tutorials and online stuff and i think that that would be a really useful thing for the wordpress project to invest money in have a bunch of experts who are good mm. with documentation who are good with video and so on making videos to show here's gutenberg version 8.9 this is what's mm. come out this month in the same way that they do that with, you know, uh, the releases of WordPress. Every time you update WordPress to a, to a you know, a new version, you get the, the little um, video communications mm. key. And I think they dropped the ball on that. Yeah, absolutely. I think if, if Gutenberg is, as this debate is really about, but may not even be true, that it's kind of Gutenberg will take over from the page builders, then it really is going to need to communicate that. And if it's not going to make it easy for people to make money out of it, it's going to have to, within WordPress, find that money to communicate it, else something's going to get lost along the way. Right, right. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So uh, our first debate is over. I feel like I totally whooped you, Wormsley. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I feel. <laughs> Do you know what? I think that I, I maybe agree on this one. This one kind of is a draw because it might be a false uh, dichotomy, really, oh, yeah. with this one. Yeah. And I think that the ideal for me would be the conclusion that it was page builders and Gutenberg. You've got the choice to use your page builder. It'll link in with Gutenberg beautifully and you can use all the good stuff that's in Gutenberg if you choose. Yeah, and so, what, a, what a nice position to be in. What a nice position to have um, to have the page builder built on top of WordPress, which is also offering you, should you like it, a free version which does some of the stuff, but not quite all of it just yet. So yeah, I, I would agree. There's There's no right answer. 
But it was interesting yeah. chatting because it got a lot of stuff out, you know, a lot of stuff that we've been alluding to for many, many years. We, we cover, by the way, we on the news that we do on a Monday, we do cover a lot of this. And, mm. you know, I cover cover the ground that Elementor seems to be, uh, you know, making up and what Gutenberg are doing and Breezy and all of these other page builders. And so we, we sort of try to keep mm. up with it. And it, it feels to me that um, Gutenberg is making some significant inroads, largely with these third-party providers providing blocks. So, yeah, the future, I think, is bright. Brilliant. I think that's a perfect place to end it. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that slightly new format, a bit of a debate instead of a discussion. We'll be carrying these on over the next few weeks and seeing how they go. But please, as always, drop us a note either in the Facebook group, wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook, or you could actually go to the post on the WP Builds website and use the comments at the bottom. Let us know what you thought. If you agree with anything that we said or disagree, or perhaps you thought we, uh, you know, you're not enjoying the new debating format, or maybe you are, it's entirely up to you. But we'd be very much appreciated if you, uh, you keep in touch because... You know, it's just nice to know that people are listening and getting something out of it. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP and Up. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health related illness. WP and Up supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training, and counselling. So please help enable WP and Up by visiting wpandup.org forward slash give. Okay, we will be back on Monday. Every Monday at 7am UK time, I release a roughly 30-minute audio little podcast all about the previous week's WordPress news. I call it the WP Builds Weekly WordPress News. And then at 2pm UK time, we will be having a live version of that news. In other words, we use that news as, a, as the talking points. And I'm joined by three or four guests live on the screen. It's really enjoyable and uh, we certainly enjoy interacting with your comments. So that's all happening. Anyway, if I don't see you for any of that, maybe we'll catch you back here next week. And all that remains for me to say is bye-bye for now.